You guys. Hey, you guys. So, I want to talk to you today about the fear of the Lord. Great, great fear. Guys, so, in my journey throughout the time that, you know, I've been trying to walk a Christian life, right, or trying to do the right thing, or, you know, um, making sure that I, I keep myself, my, my spirit clean, or what the, the Chinese call the chi energy, Japanese call the ki energy, Hebrews call the shakira energy, Hindus call the chakras, and God calls the spirit, the heart, the imagination, right? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit. That heart and the spirit is talking about the mind, okay? Genesis 8.21, the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. Ephesians 4.23, to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. So create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew in me a right spirit. All talking about the imagination, where your thoughts are set on. Are your thoughts set on good thoughts? Are they set on bad thoughts? What is it, right? So recently, I've been really dealing with my fear of God. And I'm going to tell you why it is you need to fear God. Because the Bible says that do not be scared of anything else except the one that can throw your soul into hell. Um, more specifically, the scripture says Sheol, and that is um, that is terminology for hell. So, And that's not, you know, the city in Korea. <laughs> so... This is what I want to tell tell you because I've um I've experienced this new fear, this refa- uh renowned fear, um a newfound fear of who God is and what he's about. And so I just want to dive right into it, right? So, the basis of the fear of the Lord is this there is the scripture numbers 21 4 through 9 it talks about a bronze serpent now it says then they journeyed from mount har or hor by the way of the red sea to go around the land of edom and the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no food and no water. And our soul. One second, guys. Where was I? Okay. 
against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. Oh, they're talking about the manna. Oh, it's about to go down. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Okay, so what does that tell you, right? Because we know this is, I love the, the book of Moses, um, not the book of Moses, but the stories of Moses um, through numbers. And so the reason why is because Aside from, you know, the rest of the Bible reveals God and reveals truth and reveals all these really, really important uh, morals and um, ways to be, right, and truths. But in the story of Moses, God reveals what he looks like, okay? Although there was that one time that Moses said, you know, I want to see your face. And God was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll walk by you and you'll be able to see it. Moses wasn't able to see God yet. He couldn't see God yet. And the reason being was because, one, it was the Old Testament. And God still had the, the angels guarding the Garden of Eden. So he wasn't going to be able to come in and see God. Now we can see God. Because Christ has died and now Christ lives inside of us. But if we never had that evolution in our brain, in our mind, in our spirit, right? Because the mind is a spirit. So if we never had that evolution within our mind, within our brain, we would not be able to see God now. We would still be in that same funk that uh, Moses was in. And although Moses, I mean, he was doing it, right? Moses was doing his thing. He fasted twice on a dry fast, no water. You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand how hard a fast is with water? Like I did a 40-day fast with water, and that was difficult. And then I read the story of Moses, and I read more about fasting and what biblically sound fasting looked like. And that looked like um, that looked like uh, no water. And that was in many different fasts. It wasn't just, you know, the Moses fast. All the Moses fasts were dry fast. Um, and so was the Esther fast. That three-day fast without food was a dry fast. She specifically said to um, Israel and to her servants that they were going to do a dry three-day fast, right? Um, also, in where Jesus is talking about, um, where the Bible is talking about how you know, the Holy Spirit led Jesus out to the wilderness. Um, and 
Jesus was out there being tempted for 40 days without eating. He was on that 40-day fast. Now, this is important because he was A, in the wilderness, B, he was in the desert. And the enemy, one of the scriptures say that the enemy said to Jesus, um, turn these stones into bread. But the thing that we're not understanding nowadays, everything's so specified and classified that we're not understanding that drinking is also eating, right? And so when the enemy said to um, Jesus, turn these stone into bread, right? If you're the son of man, turn these, or son of God, turn these stone into bread. And Jesus said, you know, you, man doesn't live by bread alone, but he lives out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so here's what I'm thinking too, right? Because if this were the case, he's saying he to turn the stone into bread, but also we have to think when there was no water in the desert for Moses, where did, where was, um, where were they getting water from? Jesus, God told Moses to knock the rock with his staff, okay? To knock the rock with his staff and by the staff, that was how the water would spring forth. Now, Moses did it with anger, and we all know Moses had anger issues. I mean, he killed a man, and that's what anger is. It's murder. So he wasn't able to enter into the promised land because of that. But where does food come from? It came from a stone in the story of Moses. And I find it funny how the Bible specifically said that the enemy told Jesus to turn the, the stone into bread. So in what I've seen in the Old Testament, how fasting was supposed to be done, I don't think Jesus, even though I've been looking, I don't think Jesus was drinking water either. And the reason this is why I'll tell you, because when you, it stops the neurogenesis in your hippocampus. Your hippocampus is a part of your brain that creates new neurons. When the Bible says you have to be born again, what it's saying to you is that your light has to be born again. Your spirit has to be born again. But what does that mean? It's a tangible thing. And I don't think that we're really seeing it this way because we're not looking at science. I don't know why, you know, religion is very opposed science. And science is very opposed religion. But why don't we meet in the middle and see where the truth lies? I know that the Bible is truth. And religion and the Bible are not one and the same. Okay. So moving on. The fear of the Lord is what this <laughs> show today is about. It's not about. <sighs> it's so funny. Okay. So. What does that tell you in that passage, right, in Numbers 21? What it's telling us is specifically that God released the serpent. And then God released the bronze serpent to save. What else do we know? There is another earlier on when the Israelites were still being rescued and, you know, Pharaoh was being stubborn and he wouldn't let him go. There was another part in Moses' story in his lifetime where he was around 40 and he came back. He was like, you know, let my people go. And then what happened there was that um, 
you know, God said, take the staff in your hand with the staff. I'll do great wonders. I'll do, you know, my miracles. I'll perform my miracles, signs and wonders kind of thing, you know. And then he tells him to throw down the staff and then his staff turns into a serpent. So and we've always thought of the serpent to be the evil one. But what you have to understand is that the Bible talks about polarity, the laws of polarity. And what is that? That with every um, negative, there has to be an equal positive. With every positive, there has to be an equal negative. So whenever I read the Bible and it says that the kingdom of heaven is not this, then I automatically know that it's this. For example, the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteous peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is your mind. Because the spirit is the mind. And be renewed and to create a clean heart and a right spirit, that is the Holy Spirit. He's already living in you and he is the gate to heaven. Therefore, heaven is in you. Did you get that? Okay. So when the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, then what is the kingdom of hell? The kingdom of hell is food or drink because it's, it's the polarity law, right? It's the laws of polarity. Now, with this serpent, the image that kills is the serpent. Yet the image that saves is the bronze serpent. Why on a pole though? Have you noticed that, right? So one time I had a vision that I was in heaven and I was on a golden slab and I was able to see um, the tree of life. And the tree of life was actually God. The tree of life was actually God. It's also the throne. So I saw a tree, the tree of life coming out of the throne from which God was sitting on. But there was another vision that I had where I was, um, God pulled me to sit on his lap. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because I was molested on a man's lap when I was six years old at a babysitter's house. And when God told me to come sit on his lap, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. And this this is what is so awesome. When you worship God in spirit and in truth, you will be able to hear your own fears. Because... It is an all uncovering. There is no way you can hide from God because (laughs) he reveals all. That's what light does. Light comes in. It doesn't matter if it's as dim as a little bedside lamp. It's coming and it's revealing some stuff that's in the room that shouldn't be there. Okay. And when he said, you know, come and he drew, I said, no, that's nasty. And then he drew me onto his lap. And his lap was actually a huge throne. And then he said, and then Jesus came over from the right hand side. And he said to me, this is why I couldn't give the, um, the seat of the left and on my right hand side to those two, to the, the mother of the two disciples that asked me for him. And I said that it was for my father to give. And it was for you. It was for the widow and the orphan. And what is the modern day widow? The modern day widow is the single mom. Then 
in another vision I had, um, I saw, um, and I think that God protects our imaginations because he knows that some things we're not ready for, right? If we're not enlightened by the word, then we're not going to be ready to see certain things because we're not going to understand them or we'll see them and we still won't understand them. And he's like, all right, I'll explain it to you later because this is going to be a process, right? And so um, in that second vision, it wasn't the second one, but many other visions later with the throne room and heaven, what I saw was the tree of life had, imagine a tree with many branches it had bronze serpents um, wrapped around almost every branch, if not every branch. And the tree was golden and the serpents were bronze and they were wrapping around every branch. And that is the image of the of life. That is the image of life. That is the image. Here, here's the thing, because if we are casting down thoughts and imaginations, um, that raise, if we're casting down imaginations that raise themselves above the knowledge of God and taking every thought captive to obey Christ, then the spirit realm is imaginations, which are images. So the spirit realm is images and thoughts. And what I realized was that an image can give you a thought. Why? Because that's what a spirit is. That's why we have to take every imagination and thought into captivity, into obeying, into obedience uh, of Christ. So, this is where my fear of the Lord started to um, appear more prominent in my life, okay? Um, then, after seeing that, that, um, that scripture, then I, you know, for the past four years, I've been dealing with um, a suicidal teenager, uh, and... I mean, the attempts kept getting worse and worse. And after um, something happened, super traumatic, super personal, super like um, just a, a violation of a woman, just very personal, something that happened in my um, in my family to my children that the day after it happened, I saw a serpent. And this one wasn't a bronze serpent. This one was the one that kills. Um, and I saw that serpent um, in my daughter's room. And it said to me, I told you to follow my will. I told you to follow my will. Hmm. Okay. So then fast forward, right? I'm studying more and more of what lucifer is and you know all these different because i want to know right what is a serpent what does this mean you know how do you get rid of it if this is the most um deadliest um you know spirit um if this is the spirit of death the serpent is the spirit of death um and i just started really focusing in on who god was in the scheme of these things right so the bible says that The Bible says that Lucifer is the son of the morning. And then it says that Christ is the son of the morning. 
Who do we know is the morning? Joy comes in the morning. Who is God? Joy. So what it's telling you, because you see, we think, oh, it's the Bible. It's the word of God. Yeah, but Satan is part of the word of God. And nobody is talking about this. Nobody's talking about this. So I just got to bring it up real quick. You know what I'm saying? So if Lucifer is the son of the morning and Christ is the son of the morning, I know what you're going to say, right? Oh, no. Listen, Satan, Lucifer, the devil, uh, Jezebel, the dog spirit, whatever you want to call it, any other kind of spirit, every dog spirit, because there's many there's many um, dogs in the canine category. It's not just dogs, but it's foxes. It's um, wolves. And the Bible talks about all of that. When Jesus um, called out the wolves, right? Who were those? No, he called out the foxes. Who were those? The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the leaders of the religious law. And then who was, um, what's the next one? And then the wolves, Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. So the Bible keeps talking about all these different dogs, and it's it's the same enemy. It's the same devil. It's the same Satan. Okay? And God said, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that God locked away all the third of heaven that he cast down to earth. There's only three spirits that are roaming the earth. And that is Satan, and this is what Revelation says, that is Satan, that is the false prophet, and that is the beast of hell. The beast of hell is the dog spirit. Now, if images kill, why do you think the end days are being carried out? It's because, and I noticed recently that in the past 50 to 70 years, there's been a huge influx in having dog animals as pets and cat animals as pets and i know what you're going to say oh i'm not getting rid of my dog i'm not getting rid of my cat well it's what's killing you and i'm sorry i can't i can't hold it in i'm sorry you know what i'm saying i've i had pets i had two rottweilers and i had a cat a rescued cat that we love so much that was extremely intelligent and could open up doors and flush toilets and we always used to say we had a joke going around the house that he was using the toilet he was using my parents bathroom and he would open up my parents bathroom because that's where his little cat bed was you know and it was normal for us to have cats and dogs why because we've domesticated what is killing us that's why the members of one's own household would be each other's enemies ah in the end days and this is this is one of the images that we keep constantly seeing. And not only that, but everywhere you go, you see someone walking their dog. Thank God nobody's walking their cats. You understand what I'm saying? But this is the image that kills. Anyway, that my rant's over. But what I wanted to say was another thing is, and I, what I wanted to say is going to have to go on hold. But another thing is what happened? There's two different um scriptures the one scripture where god um says to moses take 
um, the lamb's uh, blood and put it over the houses in Israel and whosoever house the blood is on, then I will not kill um, that household. So what does he do? The, he, the, it says, the Bible says that the angel, God's angel of death went and killed all of the firstborns of the Egyptians. So we have to think, who is the angel of death? Are you following? Because the angel, there's one spirit of death in the Bible. And you have to think he's still an angel. And he was casted down. So who is the angel of death? Okay, so going forward. Then what ends up happening is after that, behold, right? Um, so the angel of death doing all, you know, uh, what happened with that situation. And then the whole thing with, um, uh, we'll put a pin on that. So what's happening here? What do, what am I trying to get you to see? What I'm trying to get you to understand is that God is in control. God has orchestrated it all. God should be feared. The fear of the Lord is what's going to save your life. Because when you realize how much power and majesty this one being has, you will understand why it is you need to fall in line. And why it is that you can't afford to play around with God. And when he's telling you to do something, do it. Because if not, listen, there's a scripture. And this one just came to mind. A scripture in Revelation. I want to say it's Revelation 2. 2.12. Yeah, I think it's 2.12. Um, and, it and it says, I have this against you because you have tolerated that Jezebel. I will put your children in a sick bed. Okay. Because you have tolerated that Jezebel, God is bound by his own law. Okay. And let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. This Bible that we have, it's already law in heaven. And what does that mean? Because we have to think of the biblical sense of what heaven is. The biblical sense of what heaven is is the firmament is space is the universe is our own um our own ozone layer our own sky our own gravitational pull within our own see this is what people aren't understanding is when god said you know that he was one there's one scripture that says that he was casting the enemy and his angels to hell then there was another one that said that he casted them to earth. Therefore, what is earth? You got it. It's hell. There's only one that can save. And I understand that, you know, the Chinese have been studying the light. And neurology has been studying the light. And Hindus have been studying the light. But what none of them have been studying is what the Bible teaches, and that is that you are the light. Is that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. 
that light from the Big Bang Theory, all this, these science has been pointing to evidences of who God is and his power and majesty. And it should be revered. It is a scary concept when you think of what you have not been doing because you don't realize what it is that you've been doing, right? And you don't know what you don't know. But the Bible also says that my people perish from a lack of knowledge. So the last thing that I'll tell you, and I'll let you go. So when I had a dream, and I had this dream 10 years ago, and if you're a regular to the show, then you've heard this dream before. So I had a dream, um, and it was around a time where I was very, very a very nasty person. I mean, I I'd known God, but not really, you know what I'm saying? Like I was raised in the church, but I was still pretty rotten and my mouth was really, really bad. And um when and I, I used to work with children in a behavioral center. And um along with my own child was around three years old. Um and I was very um I was very physically abusive. Um, just the things I would say, I wouldn't really watch my tone. I wouldn't really watch my mouth. And my mom one time goes, Kathy, your mouth. Whew. Just dead. Just dead in my own pain and my own hurt. And I had a dream around that time. And the dream was that I owned my own house and in my backyard there were trees planted now there was a a big plastic white privacy fence on the outskirts of the backyard um encasing the backyard and i remember that on the other side of the gate there was a lot of traffic so much traffic well this actually came to pass this year, okay? And then um, earlier on this year, and long story short, I had um, this year, I moved into that house, the same house that I'm talking about. No, I didn't buy it, but the spiritual sense of owning your house is, uh, the Bible says that those who have patience possess their soul. And so that that possession of the house, that was me possessing my own spirit, me possessing my own soul. What is to be in possession of is to either be um, illegally or legally um, obtain something, right? Where this is a legal term, that uh, term possession. And I possessed my house. Okay, so um, the side note i've had visions of men walking around like giants and their houses being on top of their heads just imagine houses like hats on top of their heads so for you to possess your soul that means that you possess your own mind okay moving on right because to love the lord your god with all of your mind heart soul and strength is literally the same thing to love the lord with all of your mind 
And that strength part, that is your energy, to love the Lord with all of your energy. The word energy um, means the strength within your mind and your body. That is the alpha and omega. Other story, right? Because the alpha is the perfect brainwave of the mind, and the omega is the perfect um, relaxed brainwave and state of the body. God is in your body. Heaven is in your body. He is the alpha and the omega. Okay, so those trees that were planted on my in my backyard that is the scripture of you reap what you sow and when you sow a seed it will not grow within one or two seasons it's going to take some time okay and what i've noticed about reaping what you sow especially in something negative that you've done you'll see it in the next 10 years but when you see it it's going to really 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 hurt the way that you've hurt whoever it's going to really really hurt now i've grown i've seen the error of my ways but god is bound by his word and those trees were still planted there i hadn't chopped them down yet and i didn't know to chop them down you know why because I still needed to reap it. God really, really needed to show me who he was and that he's not one to be messed with. So when, so I saw, you know, in the dream, I saw the trees. And I said, hmm, I'm going to own my house and blah, blah, Now This was like 10 years ago. It was in 2013. And then um, earlier on this year, then I had, um, I started dating again. I had a boyfriend. And I saw, um, I saw him and his children, he had four, him and his children and his entire household walk out, right? Him and his children, they walked out into my backyard and I started seeing them turn into trees. (laughs) And I said, oh, this is it. God has given me these kids. Oh, these are my kids, child. Oh, Lord. Okay. So then. Um, so then, yeah, I, I started seeing, um, you know, them turn into trees and I was like, hmm, that's interesting, right? Because then I started seeing other things. For example, I started seeing, um, dead cows, just, you know, how the Western, um, pubs have those horns for the dead cows or the dead bulls. I started seeing that. And anytime that I see that, I know that um, it means death, but it means death by words, because the Bible says that milk and honey are underneath the tongue. So when I see that, I know that it's death by words. So I knew that he was, I didn't know this yet because he was painting himself. And a lot of deceptive men, what they'll do is they'll paint themselves as the good guy. Okay. And for me, I was thinking he has full custody of his kids blah blah but no that just means he doesn't want to pay child support that's really what that means and so um but at the time i'm still thinking he's a great guy right uh then ten thousand dollars later a truck that he dropped in my for uh, at my doorstep because i um i bought a truck he asked me for a car 
and I said, I'll buy a truck and I'll lend it to you. Um, but I'm not going to buy you a car because what the money that I have is specifically for that. Um, but he, and then he kept asking me for money, asking me for money, um, paid his rent, different things, paid for his children to go out to eat, a lot of different things. And then <clears throat> a month into it, God said to me, <clears throat> one day on my way to work, you have reaped what you sowed. Leave that man alone. But God waited. God waited. And although he wanted to discipline me, this is also his mercy, right? Because he disciplines his prophets. He disciplines his children, okay? Um, But more importantly, he disciplines the prophets because it's the prophets that need to come back and tell you guys what's really happening. Even though I was out all this money and no he never repaid the money for the rent but even though i was out thousands and thousands and thousands upon thousands of dollars look at the mercy of god so i bought this truck then the guy that sold it to us or sold it to me deceived um deceived us and went and and reset the lights in the in the truck so that the lights would show that there's no check engine light on he took it my ex took it for a week when he took it for that week the engine light came on immediately because within a couple um maybe about 30 to 40,000 i mean to 30 to 40 miles it would turn back on so when it turned back on for him he told his daughter go drop it off and she left it at my um, doorstep instead of talking to me about it she says she just shrugged her shoulders a lot left the keys and said to me my dad's always on his phone And I was like, what are you trying to tell me? She's like, I don't know, that he's just always on his phone. And I was like, hmm, okay. Then what ends up happening is I have a dream. And in that dream, I'm in the house with them. And I'm smoking a blunt in the house. I'm smoking weed. And I come out of the house. And I see him running to the truck to take a phone call because he needed to talk to the girl that was calling on the phone. And that is how everything ended. But the check engine light, (laughs) I took it to the mechanic and the mechanic says, oh, there's nothing wrong with this truck. There's nothing wrong with the truck. It ended up being a light for the emission, for the gases, how the gases were being emitted from the from the engine, something that it was a $200 part to fix. But when you see the engine light on, you automatically assume that it's the engine, and an engine can be anywhere upwards of $5,000, right? So that scared him, <laughs> 
and it scared the people that were selling it, but it was always, always supposed to be my blessing. So what is it that I'm trying to tell you? What I'm trying to tell you is <clears throat> to fear the Lord. Yes. But also understand that it's his mercy that saves because who you always need to be in reverence of and uh, to always revere is God. He is the father. You understand what I'm saying? And in your household, if you have children in your household, your children need to fear you with respect and honor. But also you come back and after you've had to lay the law down. You come back and give them a hug and give them a reassuring kiss and let them know, I don't think you're a terrible person, but I had to discipline you in that because discipline is love. Well, guys, that's all the time I have. Over and out.